0: Hello and welcome to a Meathead Hippie podcast. I am your host, Emily Schramm, and this podcast has been around for a minute since 2017, talking about nutrition, fitness, wellness, therapy, personality quizzes, tests, and now moving more into what I am truly, truly excited about, which is creative expression. How do we become the most creative human possible. How do we live from that creative place? Knowing the rabbit hole of 2027, human design, there's some big shifts happening that we are all going to be living from our solar plexus. So the more we understand what that means, the healthier, more stable we will be. Uh, But also just really representing our solar plexus or our creative center as a lemon, like from a lemon tree. And thinking of all the benefits of a lemon, it adds flavor to our water, it adds immune properties, immune boosting properties, it helps with our serotonin and our dopamine and our anti-depression vibe that we're just trying to build resilience to for those low, low days. It helps with cancer prevention, it helps with just making things taste good. When you add lemon to things like butterfly pea tea, it transforms its color. And so thinking of our solar plexus, our creative expression as just an extension of how we can be as bright and beautiful as possible, that is the lemon learning how to drop. So I just want to share that the lemon drop challenge, a free creative challenge has dropped officially. I would love for you to join. Go to emilyshramcom slash emerge. And all I need is your name and your email and you'll get put right into the challenge to start all these beautiful creative prompts and learning about creative expression from every angle. I'm in love with it. It's going to be so fun. So please join anytime you listen to this. This is available for you to participate in. And I'm just thrilled because you'll hear more about it in the podcast. (laughs) But I have definitely, this was filmed, the podcast was filmed a few weeks ago, and I've healed. There's definitely a little bit of pain that I'm navigating, but I am really dialing in a new type of program that ties into how to move in a different way. So the Meathead Hippie Strength Program has officially launched. If you want to jump in this week, it's test week. You can jump in any week and it will always be on the app that we provide you access for. So a mobile app with really easy to see videos and it is all through platformstrength.com. You go to the top right corner join us online. This is under the flagship program. So just so excited to bring the Meathead Hippie way I train, the way I've trained, and the way I will continue to train in a physical form. So it's a six-week program, very much structured for somebody with a moon cycle flow. So first week, week one is kind of your week one flow, and then moving into week two, week three, week four, you'll see a different taper. So it's going to start to slow down, be more athlete based, and then it goes back up. So just so excited about it. You can join in. It's wonderful. I'll be doing it. Hopefully you join in as well and do it with me. And then this interview is just a lot about masculine and feminine energies and the interplay and the duality, if it exists, and just lots of gems About creative expression and about this injury (laughs) that happened. And it's with my dear friend, Jacob Showers, who filmed the Lemon Drop Challenge that you guys should all be signing up for on www.emilyschramm.com slash emerge. Please enjoy. Let me know what you think. And as always, my podcast is brought to you by my supplement line, pharmaceutical grade supplements, including magnesium that crosses the blood brain barrier. If you haven't tried this magnesium, please do use the code Hippie for an extra discount. And I'm so grateful you are here and listening and a part of this wonderful journey that we are all on. Enjoy the show. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. Jacob, I'm so glad we're doing this.
1: Yeah, this is awesome,
0: this is fun. There's so much we could start with, but I think we start with where I started with you. Yeah, I
1: wanna know about. Uh, So tell tell everyone what you texted me today, I guess. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, your body speaks in whispers or screams, and it's how in tune we are to our layers that allow us to feel those whispers, right? So the hope is that we are so in tune with our body, we feel the whispers, we hear the intuition, there's signs that happen before a scream. But mm-hmm. there's also so, so much of my life that has to be a scream. Totally,
1: I'm yeah. too stubborn. You just I feel like you have to scream through the whispers and then the whispers turn into screams.
0: And then bam. Yeah. So I had a totally. scream yesterday. Okay.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so the scream. I mean, you know this. Like, There's just so much about how we walk through the world and how we move through the world uh, that does have to change. There's a change in in the sense that there's only so much doing that can be done we can yeah. do, 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 we can have all of our boxes checked, we could do the right routine, we could do the right writing, I mean there's just so much that we as a human we want to take action on and there's such a place for that but there's only so far that doing can get you
1: Totally,
0: yeah. so if we think of it as maybe in two speeds the best speed like a, Let's say run club, for example, before we get to the scream that I'm about to tell you, if run club is I'm going from point A, point A to point B and I just need to get to point B, I maybe know my pace, I'm tracking, I'm breathing heavy, my eyes are forward, like, let's go. Yeah. That's pace one. Pace two is, oh, look at this flower oh look at this bee
1: okay oh look at
0: the smell let me touch (laughs) something right so there's two you can't do both really I mean there's maybe you can you're
1: either focused or you're
0: everywhere and you can go through phases where I'm going to sprint to one spot and then look at the bee at that spot but it's really thinking of it in the basic terms there's kind of those two operating systems Mm -hmm. and we can say if we believe in duality like masculine and feminine let's Mm. just name it as that so Mm. the right side of our body being very masculine the left side of our body being feminine the right side being the structure the left side being how we receive but leading with the left is the new way
1: leading with the feminine as in so would you say like is the difference between those running is like so you're saying the masculine frame is running from A to B with the only focus of getting to B. Correct. Whereas like the other form would be let's say being present and aware and if you see something where you want to stop and enjoy you're able to without being like that's going to mess up the vision of where we're going. Correct. The goal.
0: And also realizing right that even though our logical brain loves the data of getting from A to B, we love the support it gives us like mm-hmm. That's yeah. something I can tangibly do, a pace or an accomplishment when we open up to the second phase or the second space or mm-hmm. second zone, whatever we call it, how much more we can see, how much more comes through. So totally. it it yeah. really is like receptive versus action oriented. Yeah. So, you know.
1: <laughs> I guess that's important to... Because we're going to talk about Lemon Drop and stuff later. Mm -hmm. I guess that's important to be mindful of because, you know, Lemon Drop is all about, like, creativity and how are we going to allow creativity to... um, Like, I was reading a book the other day, and it was basically saying the reason that geniuses and true artists no longer exist is because we don't have the freedom to actually create. We're so bounded by the need to work in order to live and survive and have the things that we need that we don't have the freedom and flow that is required to be a genius, right, mm-hmm. or to be a true artist, right? And you can kind of see that with, I mean, how good of a musician can you be if you're distracted by TikTok all day long, right, right. compared to the best musicians right. you know, 500 years ago right or so whatever it may And be.
0: and maybe even another way to reframe freedom is space Yeah totally right yeah. so yeah.
1: it actually talks about that
0: How much about, yeah, yeah how much space can one create and space is hard for people because it's stillness right uh-huh. and so it it feels as if there's not anything happening because there isn't anything happening but that's what we have to do because everything the sun rises sunsets the ebbs and flows of the ocean, the yeah. cycles of anything that's being produced, thinking of like a fruit or a flower, death is absolutely... And decompos- decomposing is absolutely equal to the process of the blossom. Yeah. Okay. And so it's just too hard for us right now to okay. even accept that because we want to have a constant show of production. And that's why we're in mm, a world of consumerism yeah. and okay. capitalism.
1: It's Well, we... So, this book that I'm referring to it talked about um, basically how the idea of evolution of just being of just reproduction is false, and that actually like the main goal of higher species animals is the require of uh, is the uh finding of space and the creating of space, like territory right and it almost seems like like you said once we that we need space in order to create, and the reason that we don't create now it seems like is because. The amount of space that we acquire is never enough because someone else has more space. And so we're in this rat race to gain more space, which, you know, Mm. that that space could be how much space do you own on the Internet? How much space do you own monetarily? Like, Mm. you know, it's all space. All energy. Everything is energy. Totally. And instead of being able to be like, oh, I have, let's say, a thousand followers now. How can I, you know, create within this thousand to bring aid? It's, well... So and so has two thousand, and I think I'm better than them. So I need mm. to work like X to be better than So right, right. and So. Right, right. And then even
0: reframe. And also, a dragonfly just flew by your head while you were saying that. It was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Emergence. That is that is dragonfly. It's emergence. It's just uh. so powerful. So I, and it, there's so much that even if just to go back to your reference of if I have a thousand people who I'm like kind of holding space for, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever that is that we're doing in this weird virtual reality of Mm -hmm. life. The thing that I'm seeing and the thing that I hope to address with Lemon Drop or at least allow to come to awareness is that even the constant of creation is also a masculine state of being, Mm -hmm right like
1: describe real fast like what lemon drop is just for if someone's listening (laughs)
0: okay well i just think about how gosh you know me i go on like way too long okay let's keep it short i'll I'll say what lemon drop is
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so basically uh emily and i have been working together for (laughs) the last couple months um to so lemon drop is basically a what you call it a course Yeah, Yeah, of course, on how to unlock creativity, right, that we've been working on together and filming. And then Emergence is, you know, also built into that of, like, if you're actually trying to fully go dive deep, how can I really like become the person that you're looking to become yeah. what do i need to do yeah. um emergence is like let's say the full version Right. Yes. yeah lemon um, drop is like
0: so. f- let me give you everything i know about creativity mm. in four videos
1: yeah <laughs> like, in like 30 minutes yeah yeah, yeah and, it,
0: and i yeah. love it because it is this is just so important now more than ever when we think about how the world is changing whether you think of it in terms of ai or you think of it in terms of the the scales are tipping we clearly are overproducing and there's such a need for a rise in our own internal creative process Uh that will heal the world if it is done correctly it it heals self first and foremost and then what comes from it if it's truly of you and not from other it truly is what heals the world the Uh problems that are being solved are coming from your own genius and so Lemon drop is like, obviously, let's just put it all in one, like four days and four ways to express yeah. and, you know, maximize creative expression. But emergence is ultimately what I want, whether it's joining in on in full capacity or helping you yourself, whoever's listening, activate and emerge what you have potential for.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, back to the text today.
0: So your body whispers or it screams. And you know, it's been such a trip being back in Denver and understanding the there's so many seven year cycles and eight-year cycles and twelve-year cycles. And sometimes you can overthink the signs instead of just living and being in the moment. But you and many of us, if we look back seven or eight years, there's very similar patterns. So similar patterns but different self. And we get to experience Mm -hmm. like thinking of a wheel of fortune or we're all kind of like riding the same circle. But we hopefully are growing every time we come around to the same spot and we approach it differently. Mm -hmm. And so Denver being such a masculine mountain, powerful force of land. You know, Colorado, I feel like has such a masculine energy. There's not a lot of water and there's like high peaks and there's just this energy of activation that's why people are active here. that's like, this is just, as soon as I land in Denver or get to Denver, it's like do mode. And so I'm riding that line of okay, if I am a human and I'm working on leading with my left foot, leading with my feminine energy, leading with space and creative expression and flow and receptivity, um, my body will talk very quickly if I do it otherwise. And I have asked for that because I don't want to get back in the same cycles of operating and being in a pattern that I'm clearly trying to break, which is leading from a masculine space. So my foot yesterday at run club just screamed so fast at me. And it was just like, no matter what, every injury is a lesson. Every injury is such a gift.
1: Did you know that your foot was hurt going into run club? Oh, no. Not at all. Not
0: at all. Totally fine.
1: Okay. So it wasn't like, oh, my foot will be fine. No, no, I don't do that. Your foot wasn't even on the radar. I'm like,
0: I've been such an athlete for so long. Like I don't. I don't fuck around with, like, kind of hurt,
1: push through. I don't have anything
0: to prove. I mean, I I could prove something if I want to, but I don't need to. Longevity for my body is everything. So it was about a mile and a half in, and I was feeling so strong. I definitely got shoes that probably weren't the best.
1: The ones that you texted me the other day? Yeah, stoked And you are running on asphalt? Concrete. Okay, yeah.
0: So lose-lose situation all around. Yeah. But to have this, like, kind of somewhat of a stress fracture in my right foot was just, like, Oh my god, I did it again. But also I'm so listening to this because what a lesson, what a gift for me to know I am going back into these patterns of leading with logic, leading with structure, leading with me sprinting, trying to get a pace, and that's just so not in alignment with myself.
1: Totally. Would Okay, so cuz when you texted me that um, I got a friend with me and and when I called you, I got yeah. a friend. With my friend Connor and uh and I like showed him the text and I was like this is why I just called her and like this is what we were referring to because he had no idea <laughs> and uh and I was like you know it's true like and I I've had very much shifted my training to be like um I still definitely train in like a masculine way right but I start like just the fact that I start with 30 minutes of warming up before is like a huge jump mm-hmm. for me because before it was like Let's go throw weight around, you know, or let's go as hard as we can, right? Like yesterday I skied five thousand meters, you know? Um, which is definitely like aggressive, let's say, right? Um but but I started with like making sure every single part of my body was warmed up, right? And this is like a new frame and I um if if you're labeling I mean, I guess what are you labeling as masculine training? Like what was the masculine side mm. of yesterday mm. and what would have been the reverse?
0: Well, th- I think anything in physical form and physical embodiment is a masculine thing, yeah. right? So yeah. there, there's such a place for it. So uh-huh. I think what was happening is more around the the energy around it and what was happening before it and what was happening in my head during it and more of the tendency. Just your energy
1: all day was masculine.
0: Just really recognizing coming back from the mountains, being in such flow and receptivity and then coming back and seeing a to-do list and seeing things to do and then recognizing my own tendencies like i i was so ready to train like i was really ready to train for something and and is that was
1: it yesterday when you texted me about high rocks it was like two days yeah Yeah. yeah. like so my like i'm high rocks ready i'm ready
0: uh, yeah like let's go i'm so excited for and that's part of it too is this desire you know like where is the best use of our energy where does our energy need to go? And so I think it was a whole combination. It's not necessarily like the training itself. That run was too masculine and I shouldn't have done it because that's a dangerous slope. Yeah. I, I feel like that's also another piece of Lemon Drop is like, yes, we need to lead from the feminine, but I also feel like a lot of people who lead from the feminine could do some.
1: Masculine work. Yeah, ball- yeah, there's a balance, there's
0: a middle. Totally. Our job is to find the middle and hold Sorry. the middle.
1: I- can I? So, I read this book called The Gates of Fire, and it was all about like Spartans and like Battle 300 and all these things, right? Um, and I can't really, really remember what it said exactly, but the way that it talked about the women mm. in Sparta was like, in my mind, like the perfect combination of like feminine to masculine balance, right? Like, just because, like, I guess the masculine frame overall is just to do, right? Whereas the feminine frame is more more so to receive, right? So like, let's say even when you're talking about the run earlier, the to do is to get from A to B Mm -hmm. and the receive is to take the time to be still because you don't know what that moment will bring to you, right? And the whole idea of like a relationship with God or with the universe is almost like first receiving and then doing based off the message that you received right um and so whenever you know whenever you're talking about there are definitely people on let's say the feminine side that could use more masculine and then the masculine side that could use more feminine it's like we're almost painting the wrong picture of because right now i would say there's like more of an attack on masculinity than there is on let's say feminine nature whereas like 40 50 years ago it was the opposite right um and so it's almost like we frame them as the wrong idea it's like we only pick your picture the word masculine as patriarch and we only picture the term feminine as weak right and it's like those actually aren't the definition of like either side yeah you know yeah and so that's just
0: yeah no and it's so true what you said about receiving and it's like kind of the receptivity is ultimately the knowing Like if I am acting based on my conditioning, so I'm not receiving and I just get information from my immediate world around me, how is that going to change any pattern? How is that going to be something that transcends and helps grow and bring more light to the world or just in general, activate you in your fullest potential because you are your environment, your, your surroundings. So recognizing and really opening and understanding like feminine, whether you're male or female, or non-binary, whatever it is, if we just put it into two simple archetypes or s- two simple words, the feminine mm-hmm. is the stillness that is required, the space that is required to be able to have the knowledge that isn't ours that's coming through us. Yeah, and that's, totally. that's that potent creative source we all have access to. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. So, what, like... A, th- a thought that like has come up while we're doing this is like, would you say that? Because like you're pretty popular, right? Like I have people that DM me and be like, "Yo, she was on the challenge, <laughs> right?" And, and you're uh, like,
0: "Wait, what's the challenge?" Yeah, Emily. <laughs> you know, I'm like,
1: "What are you talking about?" And then I Google you, right? And I sent you that photo yesterday. Two that weeks was ago, interesting. Was
0: that brought a lot of stuff up an for me. Extremely
1: yeah. masculine photo, right? Like you're fucking right shredded, like, super <laughs> ripped. And so, would you? Um, it seems like your following and stuff is very based out of your masculine. This brain is so
0: such a good conversation. I love that you're talking about this because I love being the observer. Right? We're all just like <laughs> our growth is our self awareness.
1: Yeah, we grow totally. according
0: to our self awareness, yeah. right? So to uh, have that's a good point. To have such a beautiful. A strange life that I have had. I have a lot of things I can observe. And if I'm unattached to outcome. And unattached to expectation. There's so much to be learned from it. And I feel very grateful for that. So that I can hopefully. Learn, understand, process. And then if it's mine to do. Teach and share. But one thing that's so interesting. Is how people are so much more. Responsive. Men and women. When someone. Male or female is masculine.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: because it's so action oriented. It's so magnetic, mm-hmm. and I also think because so many people do still struggle with doing. Mm-hmm. There's something. Yeah. Internally- I mean, well, there's
1: there's something like courageous about it because you have to execute, mm-hmm. or else you'll fail and look like a fool, right? And so, whereas like whenever you're, you don't. There's not. There's like if you take like the feminine like when are you ever watching someone do something performance wise in a feminine nature or even entertainment wise right it's always like it's almost like one to one healing right it's like you when you're getting a massage it's you and the masseuse, mm. and then when you play the sport, it's a team with an audience. There's no audience watching you mm. meditate or get a massage or pray or do hape right or like do yeah. whatever, right? Right. And so.
0: <laughs> but also the beautiful thing about combining both these energies in self mm-hmm. allows for somebody who is truly like a gen- let's say a genius on stage, right? They're holding mm-hmm. themselves on stage. They have the structure. They somehow got onto the stage themselves to create an audience. The structure, the container's there. That's masculine. But mm-hmm. them as a vessel and singing and activating and being Mm -hmm. able to express that fully
1: feminine so
0: i mean obviously it's person to person and like how i mean still
1: though like the the alone like if you were to say like i'm being alone with god right which is like you can take that stance of even like gladiators Mm -hmm. right Or, or warriors like in the past you're receiving from god and that nature or the universe or whatever it may be like when you take ayahuasca it's mother ayahuasca it's not daddy ayahuasca that's teaching you anything you know and so it's like the people even the people that i mean your dad tells you to get out of bed and mow the yard and your mom gives you a hug and you're able to like be still Mm -hmm. right and it's like i don't know you have to if you don't have the calm nature that comes with being alone and let's say being in like the feminine frame, you almost can't perform at a high do level yeah. because you don't have, what do you, you don't even know what your drawing or your performance or like your skill is, you Yeah. Know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And flow but state getting into that space where it doesn't even matter. And you're yeah, just in, totally. in expression. That's ultimately what the goal is, right? is to, think a little less about the logistics and the, the terms and just express and get out of the, the space mm-hmm. of, like, how do we make this happen and mm-hmm. what do I need to do next and all the, the doubt and the fear that comes up with creation is usually the battle of your own healing of your masculine energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then, okay, well, well, then what's the difference, though? Because a lot of, like, books that I've read would paint this as the difference between, like, ego and non-ego right Mm -hmm. because there's a certain masculine energy that is insecure and there's a certain masculine energy that is secure right and you could frame as like not thinking or caring what people think as you execute as being secure masculine and then like insecure is like oh my gosh what do i do next to make sure that i'm presented in this way Blah, blah 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 like it's i don't know like Cause it almost sounds like in a way we're talking about like ego versus whatever the opposite mm. of ego is. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, ego is an interesting thing without it. We would die, right? We need it so badly. We have, I love the, is it four or five? There's some, some beautiful song that ends with like, we have to become friends with our ego. Cause our uh-huh. ego is what obviously keeps us in this human form, expressing our personality And that's why I do like things like human design so much, because you can actually see your identity center and your ego or what is called the heart center. And you can get really clear about how defined you are in one or the other places so that you can let go of either needing to prove something or you can actually come and prove something, Mm -hmm. which would be your heart or your ego in human design. And your identity center, which is your G center, which is just like... What gates are there? Like, how how sure of you yourself are you? Or are you picking up other people's shit? Yeah. Or everything else is just conditioning, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that we are doing in our life is going back to who we really are. And that's just relearning. Un- re- unlearning, relearning. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, absolutely. I think if we look at it from that, I, ju- I think the ego does what it needs to do to get you to where you need to go like so you have such a disattachment to like watching people and observing people and watching them go through that process that there's, there's no flaw because it's their own process that they're gonna have to go through in order to get to where they're supposed to go
1: yeah okay so the opposite of ego is heart hmm.
0: I or... don't think it's opposite because ego is such a good thing that's that's saying that ego is a bad thing I think that like ego is for me not a bad thing because if I didn't recognize that I needed to have an ego I would have lived in Maui and never come back to land. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. have so kept that's... I would have stayed in the okay. feminine bliss yeah. that I was in and connected with every I would have sang to the water and talked to the trees and never had come back, right? Oh, so yeah. ego allows us to come back into well why are we really here? Like if we don't have a purpose and yeah. we're not impacting the world in a yes, way, yeah. we're always unfulfilled. Yeah. And so
1: Do you think I, that's true for everyone?
0: That we need purpose?
1: That if we're not impacting the world in some way, we're unfulfilled.
0: I think the most healthy people don't have that.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because
0: that is something that is, a, if we look again at human design, a five, one tends to have, which is me, has to like you see so much that's wrong with the world and yeah, you want to do everything totally. you can to fix it. But problem solving is a really dangerous place to be oh, because really? it takes you out of yourself and all of a sudden you're sacrificing self for other in a way that's detrimental to your best highest self. So being okay, really learning for me that I needed, I got the message of like, it's time for you to come. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of like visualizing the world as is and like, I would, like, walk around the world, like, above it and, like, sprinkle pixie dust. I you do, do, do. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go here and just do-do-do. Yeah, yeah. Do-do-do. And then the message came through so fast and hard and just hit me, like, so fast. It was from this beautiful woman named Margie in Steamboat Springs. She looked at me and she's like, it's time for you to walk in the world again. I was like, damn. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. Like my whole yeah. body was like, no, like what I'm doing is fine. Mm-hmm. Like just being joyful and myself and do, 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 because yeah. it's a protection. And as so many of us are protecting ourselves and we isolate ourselves. And I heard a theory yesterday that I love about, you know, there are these, there's people here that are here to just be as light and active and alive as possible. And that in and of itself is healing. But those people and myself almost getting into it, the world can be so harsh and it's so intense that it's, it's so much easier to stay in your cave.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: And so what healing Do is think, done.
1: So I've been reading this book called the road less traveled lately, and it talks about like the idea of freedom. Um, and really the idea of freedom is actually like responsibility, right? So whenever you take away someone's freedom or someone gives up their freedom or gives up their responsibility, they're giving up their freedom, right? And so, like, um, whenever someone, like, gives up their responsibility for their actions, they're actually giving up their freedom, in a way, right? And, um... I'm oh, like, like, you know what I was going to say. Do you think... Oh, do you think that... I was just thinking, and to get your thoughts on this, part of responsibility is, like, masculine frame, right? It's, like, doing. And whenever people hide themselves from let's say being active which active is masculine frame do you think part of the like current attack on because it seems like hand in hand people don't want to have as much responsibility as they used to and we're also attacking masculinity more than we ever have and do you think it Like, people don't want to do as much, and therefore they seem to be attacking people who are doing and labeling it as, like, dangerous, right? because it, for some reason, it's labeled as, like, a negative force. Like, for example, there was a news article that came out on, like, a really high-up newspaper that was basically tying uh, right-wing extremism and the gym together. Did you see this at Mm -hmm. all? And it basically put an image of a bicep flex next to people doing, like, Hal Hitler. Right. And it's like the right obsession with fitness or something like this. Mm. And it's like, you know,
0: mm. OK, I understand what you're asking. My initial feeling is that if we take opinion out of it and like right and wrong out of it. And all, also the human <laughs> the human flaw of how people attack instead of observe and just let be. I think what is very clear is that there's just such an imbalance, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not wrong that seeing somebody who's hyper fit and in hyper masculine training is that they're out of balance.
1: Mm-hmm. So even if they're hyper, like just being hyper fit is out of balance, you think?
0: To me, as somebody who has been hyper fit, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this just because I, I feel like I can say this because yeah. this is me, to be hyper fit and hyper masculine in the training modalities, obviously it is so healing for so many things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it got you out of drinking alcohol. Maybe it got you out of your bad environment that you're in. Maybe it did activate you into becoming the person you are that's disciplined and in, in mm-hmm. this beautiful environment and pushing yourself. And But also, we're still running. We're still pushing. And there's still a lack of presence that is probably being picked up on That is just another way of without calling it something it's just saying okay maybe there is still a lack of balance and the pendulum has to swing both ways Mm -hmm. for us to find the middle but i don't see somebody who is in that hyper masculine state training in that way and feel as if they are whole not Mm -hmm. because i judge them but because i know that they're not quite at that point in their journey where they're ready to receive
1: what if they're like competing regardless regardless
0: like, why you know it's kind of like when I was competing why was I competing and th- that is why I really love looking at human design because I want to see if their ego is defined if their ego is undefined their heart center they should not be competing
1: what was mine do you remember do you have an we're defined okay yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I remember it but right let's work out because
0: <laughs> well, there was one day it was pretty funny because it's pretty obvious when somebody like If I have a defined heart center and someone tries to compete with me, it's not good if they have an undefined heart center. Yeah, it's
1: like I don't want to compete because then we're going to dislike each other. It literally
0: is like do not try to compete with Emily. Almost always. Because it's it's kind of actually hard to find people with defined heart centers. Uh Not because of anything else except I think the world is being asked to prove less. There's nothing to prove. And we're living in a world that is trying to prove our worth and our value. And we do that in our own weird way. Even if it's in a positive chal- challenge or a positive modality like fitness, I see too many of it. It's just too much. It's too extreme. So it's this beautiful, like, okay, well, what does that mean? And there's no judgment because we're all on a, our own journey. That's why injuries exist. That's why, you know, different things happen to different people in order for them to get back to that place. Yeah. But There's not really, like, you know, hyper-masculine, hyper-focused, masculine training. Usually, if I sit with them and I talk with them, there is a deep wound. Mm
1: -hmm. And a
0: deep running away, which we all have.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's like, okay, how many layers... What about,
1: so... Okay, so there's that, there's the idea of, like, training with deep wounds and you can all... You can i feel like you see this more with almost like bodybuilding and mm-hmm. stuff right whenever you're just training the vanity aspect mm-hmm. of but then there's also the aspect of well like the fulfillment of, of potential right yeah. and it's like like for me with like high rocks or like whenever i ran ultras it wasn't necessarily i mean in a way it was defeating the part of me that says that i can't do that mm-hmm. right but more so it was like well can i do that and like how far can i go like if i actually wanted to you know and so or or with high rocks you know it's like you know if i if you really commit yourself to the thing that you want to do fully how well or how much of your dream could really be actualized Mm -hmm. right and it's like what's the difference between that frame and the insecure frame of i need to gain as much status as i can right to fill the void
0: well, and this is beautiful because this is this is you doing it in the middle way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what okay. we all have to relearn. And that's what me coming back to Denver and me being curious about training in something like this, mm-hmm. high rocks or a, a hardcore endurance event, which clearly is not have my forte. you ever forte. done
1: DECA, by the way? Have you heard of DECA, Strong? Sp- the Sparta okay. thing? Mm-mm. Yeah, there's one next week oh okay See, <laughs> the Defined. my body clearly is not ready for this yet yeah. but, oh, yeah, totally. but we're,
0: cl- we're close. okay i'll do it because i actually think you you're ahead of the pack in the sense of there's a, a, a there's a better way uh-huh. right there's a there's a way to stay disciplined stay focused use these modalities but not lose sight of obviously the receiving and the reception and the totally. Which is what everyone's finding, but then even more so, what I think more people are actually stuck in is the activation of training for something and seeing it, maybe they did what I did and I was all in and I overtrained, and now it's a fear of like, how do I even bring this back into my life without...
1: Without going all in again. Yeah. What does the middle look like? Well, it seems like that is almost more prevalent, like for example, with clients, it's like how do I, how am I able to eat whatever I want for a day and not do it again for the rest of my life, right? Mm. And it almost seems like let's say that's more of an issue on the easy side mm-hmm. as opposed to the hard side, um, but but maybe for the people that are defined or more defined, it's like how can I bring competition or games or activities with others into my life without being Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah, because um, there's
0: fulfillment yeah, in it. Totally. And I also think just the example of like the study of bicep curls, right? There's people who you do bicep curls like action. I'm going to grow my biceps versus subset group number two. They just think about doing bicep curls and their biceps grew 16%. I mean, there's something really powerful about us understanding. Again, doing is limited. Mm -hmm. Can we as a human optimize not by doing more recovery, not by doing more infrared sauna you know like all of these are actions and they're wonderful and i love them but where can we cross into the energetic and spiritual realm and world that we're so clearly a part of yeah totally. and i also just this is kind of taking it to a different space but this is where i feel like the extraction method let's say pain relief painkillers it was ultimately white willow bark that was the original aspirin or ibuprofen, right? Okay. So, so many of our.
1: This, this tree right here? Not this tree, but okay. we do one. love this willow okay. tree. <laughs> yeah, white willow
0: bark. Yeah, close. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this idea that we take something and we, to- we extract it and then we put it into a form and then we take it and all of these things, it's separation right so for me what I'm seeing more than anything and this is something that just keeps coming up and why I'm doing that mushroom workshop in end of August is like we have mushrooms and microdosing as a great example we know okay microdosing or psilocybin is so healing but it's still an extraction and then it's an individual effort when mycelium as its composition as it's DNA as its life force is mycelium connected to the entire world. Yeah, totally. And so what does that mean for us if we're individuals trying to extract something so comprehensive and so much wider, so communi- community oriented and also like so other and then we take it as an individual for singular performance yeah. there becomes still like it something's just not adding <laughs> so up. So
1: you're saying that it would be better to are you, I mean, are you saying that it'd be better to take it as a group setting? Like I almost? think,
0: I think it's just recognizing one, our patterns as humans to take something for individual totally. and then still feel disconnected and can fragmented.
1: we take something though?
0: Yeah. So, well, it's one, I hope the plant intelligence is more than we will ever yeah, know. Totally. So my hope is that we're all, even if the, the, it's kind of like an individual effort, right? Like, okay, I'm going to use this mushroom to heal self. And I don't have any intention of like making the world a better place or connecting with community or seeing how I can be a part of other. I think even just taking the microdose, the plant is so intuitive that it makes us think more about other naturally. Yeah, totally. But I, I feel like addressing this in a way that's like, there's, be- we can do better. We can do better, which is understanding the, like the individual performance that we all are seeking is still such a like isolating thing. And when, are we ever really going to be that happy unless we are in group and support and seeing other as a part of self and stop the separation, right? That's just like, there's such a deep loneliness for people. And I think that's like the root of a lot of this wound. And we keep like kind of covering it up with like little things to try to hyper perform or hyper connect. And yet we're missing on like the main purpose, which is like, there is not you without me, and I am this and that, okay. and and ultimately that's where like ego does e- dissolve, almost to the point where it's like, oh, there's no problems, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is like whatever you would call enlightenment. That's like, so
1: whenever I'll tell like my parents or someone that like I went to own the gym, right? And I was, I was actually thinking about it on the drive today. The like argument against it is lack of individual performance, because it's like, oh they don't make any money, right? Or you want to be a teacher or you want to do something right. It's like, they don't make any money. And this just, like, randomly happened to me today on the drive, and it's like, you know, because it's such an unconventional path to be, like, a gym owner or something, right? Um, But the people need somewhere to go, you know? That's, like, awesome to go, right? Like, the Saturday that we did the ice baths and stuff, like, I would say most people there have, you know, a job, right? Or a corporate job. And, like, what percentage of those people are happy day-to-day, you know? And how fulfilling was that Saturday morning of an experience to come and do that, right? Yeah. And I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. I was like, I, you know, as the world is progressing, especially through the Industrial Revolution, just with the progression of technology, we we turn in our time now for money that we can spend towards anyone else's skill set, right? Whereas before, let's say 500 years ago, when we were a community, we had to use all of our time on our skill set and rely on the trade of those in the community that were doing other things. So if I was a hunter, it takes me all day to hunt. I don't have time to also have a garden, right? And so the people that spend all day doing the garden I would trade what I got hunting with what they would do garden, right? And this is how you have balance. The people that are you know, building the houses and doing construction, they don't have time to hunt. So they build my house and I hunt, right? Like it's, it's this constant trade. But now since we work towards an idea of money that we can use towards food, a.k.a. hunting, or house, a.k.a. construction, or garden, or whatever it may be, we don't have to specify in a skill that kind of gives back to those around us. Mm. And therefore, we become so isolated. And now, like, even the idea of, like, family is being taken away. I was, I was talking to my friend today or yesterday about this. It was like, we work so much because we have to be able to afford the nanny that's filling our role for our children, right? Instead of actually being a father for my kids, I have to pay for someone to watch them all day long and keep working for that. And it's like, it's almost like this whole societal system that we've been brought into of like, hey, actually, you're not going to be a human being anymore. You're going to work and like fuel the economy. And with that in return, we'll pay for things to make that more convenient for you. But really, because of that, you know, children are lacking divorce rate is extremely high like all of these things and it's like it's Mm
0: -hmm. it's it's all gotta burn to the ground yeah i mean uh, it's all gotta burn and i feel i think do you think it will thank you for bringing this like you recapped Uh the problems of society totally yeah and i think this is when i was really sitting with this as we were building lemon drop and just like letting it come through and just being like Everything is intention, right? When, when we take a microdose, when we go into the gym, when we go into a ceremony, when we go into a meditation, when we create something, if we don't hold or have an intention, mm-hmm. it, we, totally. we shouldn't be doing yeah. it ever, right? Yeah. So it's our intention that's being brought to the activity that is the power. It's the source. So I've just been sitting with that. like If I am to create something, and that's the, maybe the biggest lesson of Lemon Drop or creative expression, what is the intention? What, why or Mm. what and how and all these things. But the biggest thing that came through was that if we don't have the self-awareness that we obviously all are so interested in, whether that is your astrology, your human design, like why I am me, you know, what makes Emily, Emily, and what makes Jacob, Jacob, Mm. what's your skill sets? What's my skill sets? Where's my value? What are the things that, really like light me up and how do I understand that if we don't constantly like lean into that and then at the same time like fully use that knowledge to creatively express there is no future like we will just become a part of the machine and so the but the beautiful thing is if we activate and we really do dial in and have because it's almost a it can be a double edged sword where like I'm so conscious you, we've met these people right where we're like they're like oh, I'm this way because I'm a Libra or like I am this way because I'm like it's almost too much like, you more
1: so than me because people don't really define things like that to me
0: <laughs> okay maybe yeah okay so for me there's a, there's people that are like they almost use these systems as like a a static Mm -hmm. you know it's the same victim mentality as like i have a broken foot you know it's just the same stuff that's why i
1: gained 100 pounds
0: right but if we use these systems to see our role in the bigger and this is just what i believe so strongly that if we all are such individuals and we all are so unique and we really understand our uniqueness which is Which helps us, honestly, with empathy for other. It helps us with connection of other. All of a sudden, you start seeing your brother that you fought with your whole life in a different light. Oh,
1: totally. Right? This happened to me. Like, I had a night. So, I was, like, 19 or so. And my brother's seven years younger than me, so he's 12. And this is, I think, like, a benefit of marijuana because it makes you go so into yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, it used to make me so anxious and insecure about my life. And then I realized that that was a tool because I was actually making errors in my life to make me feel this way, right? And I remember one time I was just by myself and I had smoked weed and I just realized out of nowhere how much of an asshole I'd been to my brother like my whole life, right? And I viewed him not as like a part of my blood to nurture and help develop. I viewed him as something that was getting in the way of what I wanted to do, right? Because growing up, especially with a seven-year age gap, you know, you're like 12 and he's five and he wants to hang out with you and you're like, get out of here, you know, like I'm with my friends, you're five years old, right? And so, you know, that age gap can be really hard and like we'd fight over video games or whatever it was, right? And then this night I was like, oh my gosh this kid has been looking up to you the whole time and he's probably scared of you because you're such an asshole, you know? And then I and I cried. I, like, just was... I remember I was by myself in my living room at our house in Montana at the time and I was just visiting my family, like, for a weekend from college and I just had this whole realization from that point, like, me and my brother even talk about it. He doesn't know I smoked weed. But <laughs> me and my brother talk about a point to where, like, we really became brothers, like, that night. And now, you know, it's our relationship is much more development, you know, and then I think that that probably changed the core like the way of you, you know, just like you said with everyone, right, so it's like I probably still get angrier than I should at things in the world, right, you know, like kind of your text earlier with I'm so done with certain things that are happening in this world um, but I definitely view, especially. It's hard for me when people aren't eager to try and develop, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But when they are, I'll do everything I possibly can mm-hmm. to, be get like, them there. get them to the next level. Yeah. It's like I will just like, yeah, go in debt to be like, you're gonna actualize, you yeah. know. But when people don't actualize or even know that that's a possibility, it's almost like I get angry. Yeah, which
0: and wishes. be like, why don't you, why don't you want, want to, actualize? to actualize? You know, <laughs> you're just.
1: You're giving up, up so, so much. much. Yeah, I know. Right? I know, and it's but, yeah. and when
0: when humanity wakes up, it's it's actually going to happen fast. That's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing that I have to keep remembering, because being in a city in Denver, even though Denver might be like really woke to a lot of cities, and it mm-hmm. was to me when I first got here, everyone's asleep. Yeah. I don't inter I, my day to day with people, and I'm not saying this as an elitist. I'm just as an observer. Everyone is unhappy.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And I am so. I, I was so it made, the anger. Anger is sadness not expressed. Yeah. So under anger is sad, yeah, totally. and and especially in this like Lions Gate portal that I'm obsessed with, in this goddess of Sekhmet, this Egyptian lion headed goddess. What is that? She is she is Lions Gate portal, which is Leo.
1: Sorry guys, I accidentally turned off my microphone. Let's resume what we were talking about. Well, no, first tell me what the
0: Sekhmet. Sekhmet. Lion-headed. How do you spell that? S E H K. M-E-T Second okay. lion wow. Lionhead goddess Egyptian goddess Just like okay, yeah, I've seen her Beautiful yeah. But fucking She kind of looks like the
1: fake Chinese bear You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen the Chinese bear? I haven't Have you seen this uh-uh. recently? No Okay, there's a bear in a zoo in China That China's telling people is real But a lot of people think it's a man in a costume But he has this thing like on his chest Like segment does You know how she has the things done? Okay. Anyways, I'll just okay just google it if you're listening you probably know what i'm talking about if you're listening to this emily's (laughs) just unaware okay i'll show i'll show you the bear after please show me the bear i'm sorry (laughs) i know it's okay bear wanted to make an appearance that's perfect
0: (laughs) i love bears so i feel with sekmit in this anger and the rage it's one it's recognizing anger and rage for me is a deep deep sadness but i also had to really come to reckon had a reckoning if we think of our chakras, we're going to go a lot of places right now, but if we have our seven chakras, just kind of our immediate seven chakras, and we look at each one in balance and out of balance, if my heart chakra is out of balance and in a place of not good or there's kind of a, a toxicity or what we could call like a inner scorpion that's just like yeah. sitting
1: Ready there, to sting. something is yeah. not
0: right. It is, And this came through really deep the other week. I, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sad. Because when my heart is not in balance, when I'm in a place of not energetically in tune, I have unbelievable, unending grief. I, I am tapped into the collective uh, grief. Oh well, and it is okay. not my highest good to yeah. stay there. So some people are there. They feel everything in the sadness. I could walk by side. But if I can transform that and recognize it and transmute that into something like a hummingbird, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. joy, joy, yeah, joy, joy. Yeah. I am not here to feel everyone's I can everyone's see the sadness. grief
1: in your eyes right now. I'm <laughs> serious. Yeah, I can feel it, it. It's way... So today you texted me, right? Mm-hmm. And you, just to like read the text, you said, I have quite a bit of anger and rage about the world and how people operate it. Yes. Like, would you? Every. From was, so, right now, would you? Or today, was your heart chakra? Oh,
0: it was scorpion? hard, Because I was literally feeling everyone's. And it's all a reflection. Everyone's anger and rage can be a reflection of my own inner anger and rage. And when I sat to meditate, I instantly cried. I released so much sadness. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's deep sadness for the unfulfillment of everyone's life, everyone that I am talking to and in my field has a fulfillment issue which is okay mm, yeah. but it's it's only okay if you allow it to transform you yeah, into you do
1: something. your okay. next wow. step can i share something real fast yes and okay. then i
0: have to come back to ultimately the intention of lemon drop
1: okay yeah, but i so will i'll
0: okay. remember so
1: me and my girlfriend had a conversation the other day because um, she like wants to go to dental school right like this her career path for as long as she knows has been like wanting to be a dentist and we were just having this whole conversation and I was kind of like not giving reasons not to but just like being like super cautious and wary and after this conversation like we both got into like a really weird spot and it was it was almost like being in a bad trip and I was so like I got like really cold and like almost like angry or something and now that you're saying this now the reason I'm so wary of her doing that is because I am scared of the lack of fulfillment that it will bring to her life, right? And whenever and and the reason I'm so angry, let's say at the world, is because everyone's buying into a job that's not bringing any fulfillment, and I'm just like, yeah. why yes.
0: yeah. is no
1: one doing anything? You know?
0: Yes. One thought, I have to share this though, because uh-huh. you she's got a three in her profile. Remember yeah. this. Human yeah, design totally. with a three. Which is her own
1: decision. Her right? process, ha- yeah. she
0: has to find the unfulfillment to then change it. Totally. So she's yeah. got to go through that process. That's why understanding if you're a three in your conscious... It's just a
1: $300,000 process, right? So that's why I'm like, but whatever. Okay.
0: You can't, you're 6'2, you're <laughs> yeah, totally. your role model, it actually will stop her from processing it because she could without you right let's say that if she went through this process now versus and going through all that she i'm we're not trying to project this on her like this might not be her path but like any three in my life if somebody tries to stop that process it one prevents your own process so i'm really conscious of that when i'm watching somebody and observing somebody recognizing like to impact my advice or to stop somebody's process even though you want to have advice and hold space, to interject is actually going to be detrimental for her long term. Mm. The sooner she goes to this, the better. Yeah. Right? Okay. Whatever yeah. that looks like for her. And that's just so funny. And I realize that. Yeah. I
1: also realize that it's mm-hmm. just very it's it scary, helps. right? Because mm-hmm. if you are in love with someone and then they like reach, like, because I think of. I don't know, it's deep. It's hard.
0: I will say I've dated a lot of threes, Uh (laughs) so I think I know this from a deep level of watching someone go through it and knowing what you might know or feeling something or really being able to perceive something and. And still, like, what is our role for the people we love except to literally just... but so Okay, so with this, like,
1: we say that most people kind of go into a job that's unfulfilling, right? Mm -hmm. And then it seems like they use alcohol, drugs, entertainment to stay in the unfulfilling place but not feel it, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is what's hard for me is that, you know, allowing someone to go through the process but most people... Let's say because of ego, don't want to say they're wrong. They'll just drown out the spirit mm-hmm. that's telling them to leave, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that she would do this or anything. It's just this is the trend of America, and and I was when we were talking. I'm like, hey, like just be wary of the fact that everyone's encouraging everyone else to do something that they themselves don't want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Everyone is telling you to get a job that they themselves aren't wanting to be doing, and that's why yeah. they have to escape all the time. You know, I feel- but
0: so random this just popped in my head i feel so blessed about this so since i was three years old maybe younger i wanted to be a veterinarian Uh i was like
1: on i am i was
0: like a veterinarian for like six halloweens in a row like there's just no way and i was pre-accepted into vet school because of my great like all of these things like i was the perfect candidate yeah getting into vet school doing these rotations and i I remember so clearly, like, my dream is coming to You fruition. got into vet school. So, pre-accepted. So, okay. v- basically, all I had to do was coast through undergrad, and I was there. So, I was already working in the vet clinic. Okay. It was, like, insane. You know, like, so, mm-hmm. for me, everything I wanted for my childhood was there. And then I go into this ER rotation. So, we would do rotations a few nights a week. And the I swear, he was like, Archangel Michael coming through. He looked at me, and he's like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this don't do this. You think it's something and it's not. Yeah. And I was like, damn. And I was so offended and I was so upset. And I was like, you just shattered my dreams. <laughs> and then, but then I just, it re- yeah. it re- I see his face to this day. And it just was the first, it was the bravest thing somebody could have done, even though obviously it was like such an interjection to my process mm-hmm. that it made me question what I had believed to be true to that point. Right. Really. So these people, you to her and everyone in our lives, like, there's a reason we say the things we do, even if we don't know why it's like, there's something to be woken up in each other. Like Mm -hmm. that's why we're reflections to make us question, make us think, but damn, like if I can't imagine that being my path and it wasn't Mm -hmm. my path, it wasn't supposed to be my path. So all the wild things happened that happened in college to get me to where I am in this moment. But just even that, that like awakening of how, he had gone through so much to get to where he was, probably his childhood dream, and being so uh, deeply unfulfilled, which yeah. really comes back to the intention of Lemon Drop and just ultimately, like, like
1: take, perfectly, what, perfectly. Ta- take
0: what yeah. you want with these four videos. Take what you want from anything I say. There's nothing I say that's, like, radically life-changing, but what, it, what I care about most is that we recognize that if we don't very quickly in the next couple of years activate our creative self... And learn how to create from sense of self, not other. We will be very lost in 2027 and beyond. Yeah, There's some totally. big shifts happening. And I'm not a conspiracy conspiracy theorist. But in human design, if you follow human design, there's a huge shift of taking all this energy that we have from the last four, 400 years where we're working as a tribe, working as a community. It moves And it's activated in our solar plexus and it's saying, you as an individual, who are you? What will you bring to the table? And that's a powerful shift that I don't think we're ready for unless we really understand who we are as an individual Mm. and what we are here to create and bring to life or what's conditioning and also what's not ours. You know, what ideas we should just completely let go of and allow for them to be somebody else's or... What is our heart yearning for? And can we be brave enough
1: to express that? Totally. Okay. So Lemon Drop. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, guys. Well, this talk has been fantastic. Um, Emily, thanks for So Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> it's crazy how it all circled back to literally the, the answer to solving lack of fulfillment is individual uh, activation of individual expression, right? Yes. So which is what Lemon Drop is. Which is achieved through first receiving with feminine energy and then almost using the masculine to take action and bring it forth, right? And you talk about this in the course itself. Uh,
0: Well, and just thinking of when I am my most creative, I am the most in alignment.
1: Totally. How powerful that
0: is, right? So, like, if we want to be as creative as possible for whatever is coming at us, what does that look like for the individual? So, yes, get into Lemon Drop. And then if you feel like this is activating something in you, do emergence join right. it because i just think there's some things like this is coming through and it's i don't know why except just holding that intention of like we have to individually express there's something here we're missing in totally. in the terms yeah. of masculine ways so yes i'm so excited about this jacob